0: Dr. Tanya Farron is an inspiring and experienced professional. She's an expert in educational leadership and parenting. She has over 27 years of experience in education and parenting and is a business owner, author of eight books, a talented public speaker, and balances life professionally and personally. And I now have the privilege of calling Dr. Farron my friend. We had an inspiring conversation that I would love for you to hear about her journey through education, which led her to her current role as a virtual principal for the Stride Company. There are so many different options when you are considering transitioning from classroom into leadership and going from teacher to leader. Thank you so much for joining me today on the show. I'm Dr. Mel, your host. And if you are ready to step into a leadership position and you would like to know your options, what you need to do to get prepared, maybe you just need a little help on figuring out what that's going to look like for you. Reach out to me. I would love to help you determine what your journey into leadership looks like. You can email me at melvandevort, M-E-L-V-A-N-D-E-V-O-R-T at gmail.com. Or you can click the link in the show notes and schedule a 15 minute power session with me. Hi, friend. Are you ready to move into a leadership position? Do you have interests and ambitions that you want to pursue, but feel like you don't know how to take that next step? Maybe you want to start your own coaching or consulting agency. I'm Mel, and I help educators define their career path through correct mindset, knowing your options, and getting prepared for your career transition. I will show you how to level up your leadership skills, share your expertise in a new way, create impact on a larger scale, and put your leadership in motion. As an educator for over 20 years, I started to feel underused and like I had more to give. I knew when the time had come for me to leave the classroom and effect change on a larger level. Now, I'm ready to help you determine where your talents and skills mesh with your passions and interests, put your leadership in motion, and move into that next phase of your educational career journey. Let me help you define your career path by having the right mindset, knowing your options, and getting prepared for that next leadership position. So power up and put your leadership in motion. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I have a special guest with me today. I have my friend, Tanya Farron. And Tanya and I met, actually, Tanya reached out to me through LinkedIn and connected with me for a summit that she was hosting, and I became part of that summit. And we kind of just really meshed really well and became friends. And I knew immediately that she needed to be on my show because she has a really great story with her career in education. And so welcome to the show, Tanya. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: This is a lot of fun.
0: Yes, absolutely. It is. I always love connecting with someone and Even though we've never met in person, I feel like I know you really well just because we've done a lot of connecting and networking for the last few months. So it's been, been good to grow together and learn together. So Yeah, it has
1: been really fun. It's been fun to get to know you and to, you know, to collaborate together on the few projects that we've been collaborating on and Mm -hmm. to bounce ideas off of each other. And, you know, we send each other texts and check in and, (laughs) and you know, and asking me to be on this, like this was really exciting and fun for me to be able to do so. Yeah.
0: And I always love having people on the show who have a little bit different story than the typical... Role of leadership, you know, yours it looks a little bit different. And so I'm just going to jump right into it so we can you know, I can respect your time, and yeah. I've got some things this afternoon. So tell us kind of your story what how did you get started in education? How did you move into leadership? What does that look like for you now? Absolutely, absolutely. So I started in education a long time ago. <laughs> this is
1: my twenty seventh year in education. um, but it has flown by. Let me just tell you that. Um, I started out as a fifth grade teacher. Um, I live in Missouri and I was fortunate enough to get a position in one of the schools that I student taught in. And so had a really great supportive team there. Um, They were really encouraging and uplifting, which was really nice for me. Great leadership myself there um, that I had. Um, And I stayed in that position of being a, a fifth grade teacher for 14 years. But in the meantime, while I was doing that, Um, My principal saw some leadership skills in me, and um, she was great in asking me to step up to do some leadership responsibilities. So that's like tip number one, right? Mm -hmm. If your leader comes to you and asks you or notices and sees leadership qualities in you, you should take advantage of that opportunity for them to help support you in that path. And so I became a grade level chair, which meant I ran my team's meetings. Um, I was very consistent with those. And we met regularly um, every week, way before professional learning communities came about. Um, and we reviewed data and things like that even before then. Um, and then um, I there was a position that came up in our district as a curriculum coordinator for social studies. And... That same principal, I remember the posting hanging up and she came up to me and said, I think you would be good for this. And I said, what is that? I didn't even know what the position was. I probably had been teaching five years. And right. she said, I think you would be great at this. And so I applied for the position and interviewed for the position. And, um, you know, within a few weeks was actually it was mid-year and they were in the middle of a review of the curriculum for social studies. And I had to rewrite the curriculum. Um, And we, I worked for a big district. So I worked for a district of 18,000 kids. Um, At the time, I think we had 10 elementary schools. And so it was a big project to take on like right away.
0: So you started it before the end of the school year that you were currently in. Yes. Wow. So did you leave the classroom? You left the classroom at that time? So you were doing both jobs? Doing both jobs, doing both jobs. So
1: in that course of 14 years, I guess it was probably four years that I took that leadership role. And then I took that curriculum coordinator job. And during that time, coordinators were not full time. And so I did the the job of two um, within the day, actually three, because I was still team lead. Um, so you probably just
0: received a stipend at that point. For just received a stipend. Yep. Yes,
1: for those duties. And then... Um, Honestly, I started going back in the midst of this time frame, going back to school to get my masters. And I didn't know what to get my masters in and I I didn't want to go curriculum and instruction because mm-hmm. I already was so engrossed in curriculum and instruction that I was like already learning all of those things. That was mm-hmm. my mindset anyway. I'm sure I would have learned something. And then um I didn't want to go counseling and I feel like those were like the only categories. You know, now there's other categories right. that you can get into for your yes. master's in education. Yes. Um, You know, there's behavior specialists and there's math specialists and all these other things, but there weren't then. So I went into administration. I thought, what the heck? I'll learn something new. I had mm-hmm. no desire to be a principal, none at all. But as I was doing these other leadership positions, I then, when I took my leadership courses, started seeing the other side of the coin, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I started seeing the why behind when my principal would tell us no or Or when our principal would give us a direction, I would start seeing that why behind it. And then I was really able to support them during that time. And so I graduated with that and continued the curriculum part-time and the leadership. And then I was able to, one of the years when you rewrite your curriculum I worked, I taught a half a day and I worked in the curriculum department the other half of the day. So that was mm-hmm. as much release as we would have, um, which was really fun and enjoyable. And you really learned kind of this business side, right? You're a teacher, right? Right. And it, did you ever like take your kids to the doctor during the day or go on a doctor visit and you're like, what are all these people doing on the roads? Don't they go to work and have to stay there like we do? Doing- <laughs> Isn't that funny? I know. You're you're yeah. like. People leave because you know educators right. never get to leave. We don't go out. Exactly, to lunch. <laughs> exactly.
0: So, were you still teaching fifth grade at this time, or had you moved? I into- was. Okay. I only taught fifth grade my whole career. That is it.
1: Okay. So they would have someone come in in the afternoon. They hired a full-time teacher that year, or, or like she was a half-time teacher, but she worked the whole year. She was not okay. a substitute. She was a contracted half-day teacher. And so they did that for many years. And then as I was transitioning out to become an administrator, they started making these curriculum positions full time. Mm-hmm. And right. I was on this fence, right, of, in honestly, you know, teaching 14 years, I was on the fence of what I needed to do, but I also was at a pay point, okay? And pay point wise, I had been with the district long enough that I either needed to jump to administration. Now, you know, Mm -hmm. I was getting a stipend for my coordinator, I was getting a stipend for my grade level chair, and I was being paid on the pay scale and and then and having master's plus, right. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't take the jump now to be the assist to to be a principal or an assistant, it wasn't going to behoove me in five more years, right? You know, it wasn't going to really make a huge impact. And so I started interviewing for some positions. And that was very challenging. Mm -hmm. It was really, really hard. Um, I'm just going to be serious. It was hard.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: In 14 years, you know, I was interviewed at my district in a panel. I never really applied to other districts. I really liked the district that I was in and Mm -hmm. wanted to be there. You know, I had a lot of friends. I had a lot of coworkers that were encouraging me to take these positions you know they saw the leadership possibilities in me and so that was really nice there were five years of interviews that's a long time wow a long time yeah and it was really hard our district was growing leaps and bounds elementary schools did not always have assistant principals at the time Mm -hmm. okay so there weren't a lot of openings that were happening. And there weren't assistant opportunities everywhere. And I remember, you know, my principal, who's a dear friend of mine still, she kept encouraging me to continue. And I was like, okay. And, you know, administration positions only come up right in the spring. Right. So it's really tough. So the first one I've had, I've had two principals over me. The first one, when I applied for the principalship and I didn't get it, I was pretty disheartened. Right. And that um, principal, that former principal said to me, they're watching you. They're watching your reaction. How are you taking this news? Keep your chin up. Hang in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. She she was retired. And then the next principal said to me, listen, they have two piles. They have mm-hmm. a pile that we want you to come back. And they have the pile that's definitely not. We're mm-hmm. in the good pile. Okay. Okay. So that continued that conversation. And I remember probably on my fourth refusal going into my principal's office and saying, I just don't know if this is for me. Like, I don't know that I can do this again. Like, this is right, really, really disheartening. And she said, hang in there. And then, you know, I got a call from someone saying, hang in there. Like, just hold on. Because, you know, sometimes, and I had a friend telling me, you know, this is a chess game. Mm-hmm remember this, they know who's going out in two or three years. They know where they need to fill now. You know, they know where they Mm want to put you just Mm -hmm. hang on. It's a chess game. And it's really hard to Mm -hmm. see. Now being a leader, I understand that. Right. I see those pieces already. Yeah. I was fortunate. Um, I did receive a, a. Position um, as an assistant in one building that was really big. It had nine hundred kids. It was set up in pods, which was a really unique school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, it was the, one of the only buildings that had an assistant. And then I was her assistant for one year. And then I had my own building after that. Um, as okay. elementary, so I stayed in elementary for a long time for twenty something years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized that something's not right here for these mm-hmm. kids. Like uh, the behaviors and the kids that I was seeing, you know, I always, I was always drawn to kids with behaviors. I was always drawn to helping kids. And if I saw a kid when I was teaching, if I saw a student in the office in second grade, I knew I was going to have him in fifth grade. So I started mm-hmm. building that relationship with that kid in right. second grade. Right. I knew I was going to have him. So now I have a school that has one of those children in every classroom, right? right. That i Having to go to, and I'm thinking something is not right here. These kids can't sustain this day. so I started researching other opportunities as a leader. And so I found a virtual option. Um, mm-hmm. So I currently work for a company called Stride, um, and it is a virtual school. Um, I, they're in, they're not in every state yet, but they're in a lot of the states. I think they're in 38 states or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in Missouri. And, um, we have two schools in the state of Missouri. I started out as the virtual high school principal, which is interesting, had curriculum experience with high school, but not necessarily that leadership experience. Right. But what I found very quickly that the parents and the kids all need the same things at the high school level right. as they do the elementary, they need care, mm-hmm. love, guidance, support. Yeah. So I did that for three years. And then this year, We had to shuffle some administration around and my um, supervisor had come to me and said, I think I want to move you to middle school because at one point in time, I was supervising with another. So we had, there were two principals. One was supervising K-8 and I was supervising, well, she was supervising K-7. I was supervising eight twelve, And we shared that middle school. And so then we added a new person and he said, I'd like to put you with middle school. And I was like, great, Mm -hmm. a new experience again. And I had already worked with those those teachers and those kids. Right. So I did that. Um, and so I've been doing that for the last four years, and a lot of people want to know what, how are you a principal in a virtual school? Like, how right. is there even virtual school?
0: Yeah, so, tell us what that
1: looks like, right? So it's a great option for people. So our students, and every state probably sets it up a little bit different. We follow the laws of our of our state and the requirements of our state. Um, we use the Missouri State Learning Standards. We follow all of that, the requirements of our state. We do, our teachers are all certified teachers. They have to keep their certification up to date, all of that. Um, but our students, they, they school from home. Mm-hmm. And so they get on a laptop. Um, they join their classes. Um, they go to about two or three hours of classes a day, live classes, and then they have independent work that they work on. We have help sessions, study sessions. Our teachers do the same thing. They have homeroom. Uh, we have staff meetings. Uh, we have professional learning communities. We have lead teachers. We do observations of our teachers and evaluations. I hop into their classrooms. So Stride is not a pandemic startup company either. A lot of people think, oh, you know, when they think virtual learning, they think mm-hmm. the pandemic learning. Yes, yes which was crazy, right? None of us knew what we were doing then. <laughs> and, Correct. Exactly. I mean, we, just, we weren't prepared. And no one, I mean, I don't know what we did. Um, But Stride has been in business for over 20 years. And so they've been doing virtual learning. From my understanding is people that I've met in the company that have been there from the beginning, from actually mailing assignments back and forth with kids, calling parents on the phone, talking to kids on the phone. Then it went to emailing and emailing assignments and things. And now they have their own platforms Their own learning platforms, their own learning systems, their curriculum writers, and they make sure that they're aligned, their curriculum is aligned to our state. And then our teachers go in and do that work as well. So So they
0: write their own curriculum for every state, for every subject. Well, they, yeah, they do. They align it to that. Right, right, right. But they, they create their own curriculum. So they have their own curriculum. Okay. They have their own
1: curriculum writers. Now They may use products from other book companies, Mm -hmm. textbook companies. A lot of our curriculum is online. So the kids go to their computers to access those different items. And okay. um, the kids have to learn how to use Microsoft, but it's a very engaging platform for mm-hmm. the kids. We always say it's like Zoom on steroids, you know, right. because there's lots of features on there for the kids to get on the whiteboard to interact. There's polls. Right, there's
0: right, right. All
1: sorts of ways for kids to interact. They can get on the mic, they can chat, we can put them in all sorts of breakout rooms. And they're doing a new platform called um the platform we're on now it's called new row and we're getting a new platform coming down the road. I haven't seen it yet but I heard it's even better. So yeah it's really cool to work for that company. So there's lots of positions in that company, which is one mm-hmm. of the things, right? So we have principals. There's lots of positions even within it. We have counselors, we have principals, we have special education, we have special education coordinators. So that's a leadership position. We're getting some assistant principals and some of the grades that have high, I think kindergarten or elementary will be getting one in high school. will our numbers are still staying about 750 right now in the middle mm-hmm. school, but it is really an incredible platform and really great for a lot of kids that can't sustain a full school day. Right. Don't want to sustain a full school day, especially when I was in high school, the students there, um, a lot of them had to work to help support their family or they had to take care of siblings um, in the home in high school. And so it allows them that flexibility. You know, they attend those few live classes and then they can do that. Plus, all of our courses are re- all of our classes are recorded. So if they mm-hmm. miss class or appointments, they can come back and watch them right away. They're just they don't even have to dig for them. They go back to their schedule, click that class. It is just amazing.
0: Wonderful. So it's actually a good fit for somebody who is in the classroom still yet, hasn't gotten ready to transition into a leadership position, but would like to do something different. Oh, yeah. The option for teaching on that. Platform, stride. So
1: absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We have hired so many teachers. I mean, when I started, it was myself, who was the head of the head of school, myself and another principal. And we had 30 teachers between us. Mm-hmm. And now we have 120 in four years. I and mean, we've grown wow. so much in Missouri. Um, I think our school, the two schools combined, I think have 3000 kids, over 3000 kids where we had 220 in the high school when I started. So it is really, really up upticked and um, kids love it. And our staff loves it. Teachers stay. We're keeping teachers there, you know, mm-hmm. um, they're loving that they're loving the interaction with the kids. You know, they have a lot more, they're working from home, right? They yes. only have to travel. You know, we do some outings, we do in-person outings and things like that. So they only have to travel a little bit. So it's really nice, really, really nice. So wonderful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you're also an author and own your own business. Tell us just a little bit about that. We've just got a few more minutes left, but kind of throw that in. Yeah. Kind of give us a little bit of information about that.
1: Absolutely. So in 2020, I started my own company called Creative Living Ideas. And, you know, one of the things when you and I talked, I said, you know, my leadership skills really were what helped me hone into creating this business, you know, being a leader, I learned how to work on a budget, right? Mm-hmm. I had to work with timelines, I had to having my PhD had me learn how to critically analyze something and, you know, write a very large published document, you know, and go through a rigorous pattern with that. So I started writing some books, I have one here. So this is my, I know, this is kind of hard. This is raising the well adjusted child to parents manual. This is my parenting book. Okay, So I have this one that I've written. And then I have a bunch of wellness books that I've written. Oops. Wonderful. So yeah, some wellness books. I have five wellness books that I've created with my company. I have a team that works with me. I have an editor um, on my t- on my staff and a graphic designer, an ac- accountant person, and another person who does a lot of my promotional pieces. So mm-hmm. they're really important to have for me. Um, we've branched out into doing professional development. So I have online professional development. I have been producing virtual summits, which mm-hmm. you're going to present at. So March right. 22nd and 23rd, we have the, the virtual wellness summit where we have 22 presenters and we have over 25 presentations over two days. So we're talking about different topics of wellness, which is really, you know, the title of my company is Creative Living Ideas. Because, you know, I, all of the things that I encompass in the company are the things that I use that to help me live my life very creatively. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I'm a parent. So I talk about parenting. I'm an author. So I talk about book writing and blogging. I love to write. Um, You know, I believe in self care and self wellness and how important it is. And so I've created resources for people to be able to help improve that not only in the resource book, but also in presenters who are talking about different things like you're talking about leadership, we have presenters talking about meditation, we have yoga sessions going mm-hmm. on. Yes. parenting sessions. So many now,
0: make me clear on this. This is not just a one-time thing during the year. Correct. I think you're wanting to do it quarterly. Absolutely. Was that my understanding? So I will be doing, we're going to do, so I already have most of the
1: year planned out. So we just hosted a parenting summit last Thursday, which was awesome. I have four presenters with me. Um, they're all virtual. All these events are virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was $25 for parents to come. I'm having another one exact same model, same presenters on April 1st, so it's called the parenting summit. You can go to my website creativelivingideas.com to to look at all of these. Then March 22nd, 23rd, we've got the wellness summit. Then in October I have the professional work-life balance summit, which is different than the the wellness because we're talking about balancing our work and our life. Mm-hmm. And then I will have in the fall um probably a teacher summit as well and then more parenting summits in the fall. Summer is kind of a tough time to oh, grab. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, we're all on vacation. We're in exactly. summer. So yeah, exactly. Wonderful. Yeah, so Wonderful. We'll continue going and yeah, it's, it's like I needed one more thing to do, but you know, I love it.
0: <laughs> so Tanya, tell us if anybody wants to connect with you, how can they find you? Absolutely. You already mentioned your website. Uh, how else can they connect with you? So I'm really active on LinkedIn.
1: Once you see my my website, my profile picture, it's everywhere. That's the same profile picture, red shirt. Um, it's Dr. Tanya Farron is usually if you search that on TikTok, I'm Dr. Tanya Farron. I think on Instagram, I'm Creative Living Ideas. And so I'm on all of those social media platforms, pretty active in them all. And so I would love to connect with anybody. So if you have any questions or need any resources, feel free to reach out to me. Wonderful. Anyways. And as
0: always, I will have all of her information and links in my show notes. So you won't have any trouble connecting with Dr. Tanya. And thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a great conversation. I hope that there was some inspiration taken from that. And a different perspective on what leadership can look like in the virtual world. Absolutely. Thanks
1: so much, Dr. Mel, for having me.
0: And for the rest of you, thank you so much for joining me today. And I will see you back here again next week. Bye-bye.